Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Hello, magical, wonderful, sexy, awesome pleasure seeker beasts that you are. Welcome to this show. Um, I'm just like going to start off this show by saying, if you feel a funk in my universe today, it's only because my body's a little feeling exhausted. Um, but otherwise, I'm totally here with you guys. And, and I'm actually really excited to delve into this topic, uh, today's topic of blame plus choice equals gratitude. That's my little math equation. Uh, because I've been seeing a lot of blame around there's been a lot of finger pointing happening in the universe and you know we can talk about it on many levels we can talk about it on levels that are government you know blaming them we can talk about blaming partners parents all this stuff um but we will talk about some of the main ways that we blame people in our lives and how that affects us in the long run and where that leads to and what that might be creating and that if we change that through choice what that could create and possibly could create gratitude. So I want to welcome you all to the Pleasure Zone where we explore topics that are, you know, often controversial, quite often, uh, you know, 99% of the time uh, sexual in nature, relationship oriented, and also uh, definitely oriented in the pleasure seeking zone. And when there's blame in a relationship, the whole energy of pleasure gets twisted and kind of like a wet rag, it gets twisted and wrung out just till it gets so stressed that it no longer looks like a beautiful fluffy towel or like a, you know, you know, a dry rag or whatever. So it's, things get twisted and they get convoluted and the energy changes and the relationship is no longer something that, uh, that could be happy or sweet or soft or anything like that anymore. So I'm very curious to hear too from the listeners tonight if people are listening and and if they've had issues of blame in their life. I'm very curious to to hear if you still have them, if you've been working through them, if you have any insights of your own into the whole blame uh, situation. We are live on the radio, so you are more than welcome to call in. We have U.S. numbers and we have Canadian numbers. You can also Skype in from anywhere in the world to Inspire Choices Network. So in the U.S., you can call 1-815-880-8255. And in Canada, 1-613-800-8736. And you can also join us in the chat room where you can uh, send your comments, questions, or anything like that if you prefer to remain a little more anonymous, which I totally understand. And I do get that there are a lot of people, and I would say that uh, there are majority of people out there in their lives have either been somebody who has been blamed or has been the finger pointer of blame, or both. Uh, there's very There are very few people that I've encountered in my life who 
don't play the blame game. Uh, I happened to marry one, actually, which is fascinating and awesome for me. So I married a person who never blames, has ever, never actually blamed me for anything. Um, if he has, he certainly kept it to himself. And any time that I've even tried to play the blame game on him for anything, he'll he'll stop me dead in my tracks on that one and get me to look at the reality of what's really going on. So, I mean, that's an amazing gift to have somebody in your life who will call you on your shit to not let you jump into the blame game. They'll actually get you to kind of go, what's really going on? And sometimes, you know, if you if you can handle that kind of uh, sort of honesty, I don't know if it's honesty, but we'll go with the word honesty. If you can handle somebody truly being that present with you so that you don't get trapped into your own crap, it can be an amazing gift. Um, and for sometimes for people, it can be extremely annoying. So then the blame game jumps in even when they're trying to actually create space for you so that you can see more clearly so that you can have more peace in your own in your own life and have more space in your own being. I was actually raised in a family that uh, had a lot of blame going on, um, both sides actually. There's a tremendous amount of uh, blame. You know, I came from... I came from a very mixed, um, culturally mixed family. Not so obvious when you look at the, when, when you look at, say, um, my physiology. I don't look like I come from like mixed races or something, but I come from a family that's very Eastern European, and then I come from a family that's multi generationally living in Canada who didn't really follow their culture strictly, who have kind of adapted to um, melting into a sort of a North American culture, also somewhat carrying some of their traditions from their ancestors that were German and uh, also ancestors that were Scottish and Irish. But the Eastern European side, the the Serbian side, definitely... um, we could just say like they imbibed this energy of blame and it was pervasive. It was like, it is actually still kind of like a massive stink bomb that enters uh, the room. You know, if you like head over to uh, hang out with some of my family, you can like feel the blame in the air. It's always somebody's fault for something. Um, And it's intriguing. Actually, I've, I personally have been blamed for many people's behavior in my life, which I find fascinating. I've been blamed for uh, people's choices, and I didn't even know that I was involved in their choice-making. I didn't even facilitate their choice-making. However, uh, I've definitely been given credit, (laughs) which is blame as well. I've been given credit for people's choices uh, in their life, in their lifestyle choices, and in their um, relationship choices, and in their educational choices. I've been given an awful lot of credit for things that I I didn't even um, know that I was that influential. So that's one thing that I want you to look at. When somebody's blaming you, they're actually giving you an immense amount of credit for something. Um, They're basically telling you that you're in control and you're in charge and that you are creating something um, and they do not have a say. 
So, yeah, so in the chat room, uh, my producer and friend Keisha said that I'm so making her eat potato chips right now. That's right. Uh, totally. You can blame me for your eating habits. You can blame me for your relationship um, quandaries, all these things that are going on. It, definitely. It's my it's my world. Um, and I've had clients whose, whose partnerships have, their partners and their partnerships have changed. Um, and, you know, there's always... Got to give credit uh, where credit's due or blame where blame's due, I suppose. So whether, you know, one of the things is I'm actually willing to receive blame. Um, I find it hilarious, actually, in a lot of ways. I I just kind of like, wow, I had no idea it was so powerful and potent that I could control you and your choices. Will you now revere me as a demigod and bow to me now, please? Three times to the west, three times to the east, jump up and down, swirl around, touch your toes, put your finger into your crotch, lick up your juices, and celebrate the world. Now that's that's what I'd like to be blamed for. <laughs> so, so if you're going to blame me, blame me hardcore, and I'd also like you to then worship me as a god, and that would be great. So whenever you are blaming somebody, you're basically giving your power over to them. When you're saying, you made me do this, you make me so angry, you know, being around you makes me unhappy. All of that, all of that blame is actually disempowering you and completely empowering the other person. But in a way that's actually um, more like giving your power over rather than empowering them. Empowering is more where you build the person up to recognize their qualities that and their strengths and their skills and that they see the truth of who they are and they see truly who they be and the contribution they be. Now, that's empowering. Um, giving your power over to them is saying, I can't actually handle my own life, but I'd like to blame you for my choices and everything that I've done, so I'm going to blame you and it's all your fault. Now, Blame is an amazing tool as well. So we can use blame uh, as a manipulation for sure. And I I know I've used blame. Con- I've consciously used blame as a manipulation because I knew that was the tool that was going to work to create the change I required. When you're using a tool, no matter what it is, if you're using it consciously and you are very aware that that the tool will create the change you desire, it actually becomes a tool. It's no longer, um, it doesn't have the same charge uh, as as just unconscious blame. Blame as a tool can be used where, for example, I used blame as a tool with my dad because my dad understands blame and it's one of his favorite tools to use as manipulation. And I match his energy in order for him to understand what's going on. So I can have a conversation with him and I can use blame as a way to have him relate uh, to what I'm trying to get across. Information I'm trying to convey to him will come across easier and he'll understand it when I put blame or shame into it. And this is how he's operated. It's his modus operandi most of his life has been from blame and shame. From my, um, this is my awareness, my understanding, my perspective of my experience with my dad. So when you, when you know how you relate to somebody and if they've related to your whole life from a perspective of blame, if you're using blame consciously, it can be 
a game changer. If you're using blame unconsciously, you're repeating a pattern that's going to get you stuck, stick you into a cycle that you're going to become trapped by. Uh, essentially, it leads to a bit of a spiral, a downward spiral it can lead to things like depression, anger, rage, uh, feeling like you have no options, um, the possibilities are dead. A lot of things occur when you buy into um, the blame, right? So if you're making the blame real, instead of using it as a tool and not putting energy behind it that makes it real, if you put energy behind it and make it real, you can downward spiral. If you're using it as a tool and, and detaching from the energy that's behind it, and if you've actually had time to acknowledge what's true for you, that you might not even have the blame, but you realize that the only thing that they can hear is blame. I'm trying to get this across without giving you like a five-hour story here. Uh, So if you can get across what's going on for you and you're required to use blame in order for them to, in order for the conversation to have resolution, to change, to create the result you're looking for, Use it. Don't buy into it. Definitely acknowledge it. Acknowledge where you've been choosing it, where you've been doing it to other people, and then start to make choices because we actually have the capacity to choose. We can choose to blame or not blame. You are not at the effect of blame. You're not at the effect of orgasm. You're not at the effect of joy or sadness. You're not actually at the effect of any of these things. No, that seems a little mind-boggling because we think that there's a physiological response going on in our bodies, there's stimuli, we react to it, we have these emotional responses, but believe it or not, there are ways that you can begin to have your body have more of a sense of control over that. So you don't have to just lose your mind over things. Um, as I was watching, I was at a, a family gathering this weekend and I was watching a little boy and um In our family, he was just like, everything, in order to get anything he wanted, he needed to have a meltdown cry. And, and then his, his mode of getting what he wants is to have his parents feel guilty. And, and then, you know, they buy into his sad stories. So I, I said to him at one moment, I just said, you know, there are other ways to get what you like in the world. You're going to get what you're asking for anyway. It's not because you're crying that you're getting what you're asking for. You were going to get it anyway. So you just stop and think about why you're crying. Is there a point to it? And he looked at me like I was on absolute crack. How dare I catch him in his manipulation trick of nonstop crying? Um, it was pretty darn funny. So you can call people out on this too, absolutely. And kids are super fun to call out on it. Because oftentimes kids think that they're playing the game masterfully and parents get so caught up in it, they get exhausted by the games and the tricks and the manipulations that they surrender. And I'm I'm not a parent who hasn't had that. I'm a parent who's definitely had, um, my daughter's an expert manipulator and she knows how to use tools in a way that's absolutely masterful to get what she desires. And there are times where I'm like, okay, you're 
I get it. You're manipulating me right now, and I'm totally cool with it. And there are other times where she might be manipulating me. And I'm like, yeah, this doesn't work for me right now. This manipulation that you're trying to pull off doesn't work for me right now. So try something else. And the cool thing is, is it sets her on a path to go get creative, and she will go seek out a different way to get what she desires. Sometimes, you know, um, and she's not a, a things person, so she doesn't really care about things so much as that it's about maybe time with me or um, different experiences. But really, she's um, one of the easiest people to hang around with on the planet. Um, and she also knows that she can use manipulation skills if she needs to with other people, for sure, um, to get space, to whatever. And um, sometimes, like, crying will get space from people because people don't really know what to do with her when she cries. And I'm like, hey, cool, crying. Crying's a great tool to get people to get afraid and walk away. And they usually do. And then she gets the space she needs. So... Absolutely. She's practicing her ninja manipulation skills. And we all have them. It's that um, sometimes our parents have bought into them so much and they haven't acknowledged where we're doing that and haven't acknowledged our greatness and going, wow, you're an amazing manipulator. Look what you just did. And I just agreed to you. And like showing them what their manipulations are and how they were working or effective or not. We either just get mad at them or we just give in. But we don't acknowledge the amazing skills they are with crying or sadness or uh, guilt or any of these things. Like they're masterful and blame. You don't love me. Well, that's like a really great blame one. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of interesting, uh, you weren't a good enough parent. And, you know, I think that from a child's perspective, we've all had the experience of thinking our parents really weren't top-notch. You know, we've all had the experience of thinking, you know, parents could have been better. And I'm sure our children will think that we could have been better. And then that's where that blame stuff goes in. Well, you could have done, you should have done. Why weren't you more of this? Why weren't you more of that? And then when you really look at it, you're like, what? When when a manipulation like that comes up, you got to start asking some questions. Like, for example, like if you're blaming somebody for not giving you what you want, maybe it's attention or love or something like that. You can ask yourself, like, what am I really looking for here? Like, instead of blaming this person, what is it I'm truly desiring and looking for? And am I, am I or will I ever get it from this person? Because oftentimes we'll set ourselves out for failure and we'll will intentionally ask for things from people knowing we won't get them just so we can blame them for not being there for us or not being good enough for us. So are you setting yourself up for so-called failure? Are you setting yourself up for that so that you can blame others for the life that you don't have or you could have but you're not choosing? It's so much easier to blame somebody else for the life that you have. Yeah, I know that that's definitely more than one of us on the planet have done that in our time. And it is a game, and you can play that game. And again, you can play it consciously, you can play it unconsciously. When you play it consciously, their energy isn't um, as behind it, so you're not buying the story of, you never did this for me and you never did that for me. You can say those words, and if they work to get your result, then go for it. It's People are aware of energy, but they're not that aware half the time. So, yeah, it's 
so there you go. Anyway, we're going to head to our first commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. Today we're talking about blame plus choice equals gratitude. And now I have the craziest math in the world. If you have been listening up until now, you would have noticed that I've been talking about blame from many different perspectives and the ways that you can utilize blame either consciously or unconsciously. And one of the things that I was thinking about during the break too was how you know, blame is something that when when we are in that energy and we're buying it, it's incredibly disempowering for us. Um, and I did touch on this a little bit, but I'd like to talk about it a little bit more. That when we're disempowered, let's look at all of the the ripple effects that disempowerment has on us. So if you're in the blame game and you're buying the blame that you're blaming everybody else, my life is crap because so-and-so, my life is crap because of my partner, my life is crap because I didn't make the choices I want, my life is crap because I don't feel motivated, my life is crap because I have kids or because I don't have kids or because of my pets or because I don't have pets or because I have a lover or my lover's not around or blame, blame, blame. All that blame is is truly like a massive excuse for not choosing. So if you have that energy of blame and it's there and you're aware of it, and you just make another choice, things might start to change for you. 
And this is where empowerment comes in. Choice is incredibly empowering. I did want to uh, tap into what etymology has to say about blame. And blame is really, uh, according to 12th century, is where you find fault with something. You lay responsibility on something that's deemed wrong. It's also to rebuke, reprimand, condemn, or criticize. It's also from the Latin blasphemare, from the late Latin blasphemare, to blaspheme, which is to actually speak lightly or amiss of God or sacred things. Which I find fascinating because truly if we look at it, we are we are sacred things. And if you are blaming somebody, you are actually blaming the God in them or the God that they be, or, you know, if you don't have the point of view that we are sparks of God, then you don't have to even listen to that at all. So from my perspective, I'm a spark of God, and we're all connected universally to an energy somewhere. Um, Interestingly enough, I think quantum physics is starting to prove this more and more with atoms and atom A and atom B being in two different places and having an effect on each other um, that you change atom A and atom B changes at the same time even though they're not in the same location. And I think if we are truly sparks of God and light, then, you know, something through prayer or asking changes a charge of something and then the effect ripples over to us. Uh, can also be an effect where Adam A and Adam B is God's energy, our energy, are actually the same, and we are creators of our own life. So we don't really know anything, do we? But it's fun to explore and ask questions, for sure. And in that way, what if, what if when we are blaming somebody, we're actually blaming God? Like, hey, God, you fucked up. And is that even ever true or accurate? thing I know thing I know about the reality I live in is that I have free will and choice. And as much as I do have uh, an understanding of a universal concept of, say, God, that's contributing to my existence and the existence of everything in the entire universe, whatever that looks like, it doesn't really matter what that looks like, uh, I know that I am part and parcel of God. And if I'm blaming anybody, I'm basically saying, God, you fucked up. And if I'm saying, God, you fucked up, and I am God, then I'm basically saying, I fucked up. So essentially, the blame game, it goes like a circle, and it's like a tumbleweed. So when you blame one person, the truth is, what are you blaming in yourself? Whether you're blaming God or another person. How could God let this stuff happen? That's a massive blame game on the planet. How could God let children die? How could this? How could that? As if we've had no choice. I know, that's wicked controversial, but, you know, I won't get into that for an entire show, but we absolutely have made choices for trillions of years that lead us to where we are now. So um, that just is dependent on your perspective, on your belief system and how you approach the world. Um but if we stop blaming anybody and everybody for anything, and we started making choices, choosing and realizing we could choose again, 
Maybe the gratitude could come back. Maybe we could start to see things differently. Maybe we wouldn't be blaming people for our sadness, our destitution, all these other things that are going on. Um, how many wars are based on blame of some kind at the base level, you know? You did this to me. We're going to do this to you. You did this to us 100 years ago. We need to retaliate and do this to you. Blame. It's pretty fundamentally at the bottom of it. And if you just chose not to have it, how many lives would be saved? How many relationships would have more joy? How much money could you have in the bank? You know, blame stops you from receiving. Blame gets you trapped into this cycle of... It's actually like a... um, with blame, there's this undercurrent of of no gratitude, right? And where there's no gratitude, there's no love, there's no kindness. Blame is not an energy of kindness. It's not an energy of, I adore you or I'm grateful for you. Blame is, you suck, I hate you, you're everything that's wrong in the world. So that energy is, what, let's check on that. Is that creating the planet that we would like to have? Is that creating the life, the money inflows, the body, the health, even the flora and fauna that you would like to see on the planet? No. And we can sit around and blame everybody, blame the people who have created plastics over the thousands of years, uh, last hundred years, sorry, and all the other chemicals we're using. We could blame everybody for everything. And, or we can look at what part are we playing in this crazy game? What part are you playing? Stop the fucking blame and start looking at your choices. Start looking at the part that you play on this planet. You think you're an insignificant cog, but when you start to create a new choice, and if you actually maybe discuss those choices with people, maybe if you discuss how you no longer blame because you found a new way to do something and you're choosing different, would that change something for you? It just might. And knowing Knowing when blame works as a tool that's actually just a tool where you're using words because that's what somebody understands in order to get a result is very different. And I get that that's a bit of a funky one, but you've really got to get to a place where you actually don't blame the person anymore so that you can play the manipulation of blame where it's just a game and it's just a tool. And it's not actually a harmful tool. It's to create greater consciousness and that's asking a lot of questions how do you ask a lot of questions about that is you just start asking questions what energy space and consciousness is required right now ask that question all the time and a lot of people when i ask them that question they light up as if fairies came out of their bum and that's not always the energy space and consciousness that's required sometimes being the energy space and consciousness of blame or anger or uh, some, or being an asshole. Sometimes those energies are required. It could be for a split second, but those energies might be required for that split second in order to create the change that's required. And if you're truly living for consciousness and you're not looking to be blaming everybody for everything that ever happened to you because you're such a victim, as soon as you start blaming, you're a victim. If you're a victim, you're not actually creating the life you desire, you're not thriving, and you're not actually creating. So if you go through your checklist of your life and you look at the things that are not showing up, that could be showing up, 
how many of those things are you pointing fingers at somebody else for? It's so-and-so's fault that I don't have this. It's so-and-so's fault that I haven't created this. It's so-and-so because they stopped me from blah, blah, blah. It's all a load of shit and you all know it. So stop shitting yourself unless you enjoy it. Unless you enjoy, you know, playing miserable. Cool. It's just a manipulation. Is it getting you the results you're looking for? Maybe. I doubt it. Is it easier to maybe switch that up? Stop blaming, start choosing, start having gratitude for choices, and even start having gratitude for the fact that you can choose. Now, there's an amazing sensation. You know, we often look for things that we can be grateful for. You know, and I was, I wrote this Facebook post today to somebody who was like, something about, they were saying something about water, and I truly, every day, I, I like think about how grateful I am for water. I live in Canada where we have the five great lakes of fresh water. I get to drink fresh water and at the same time I'm grateful for water and I'm very frustrated by the fact that I also pee in drinking water um, and it's a choice. So I could, and in our house we we uh, we call it, if it's yellow, let it mellow. So we don't pee until, like, we don't flush until you absolutely have to flush where it's just like gone really bad because I really don't like the idea of uh, flushing drinkable water down with urine. Just my interesting point of view. Um, and and we have this like, I'm so grateful for that, right? I'm so grateful for water and I could go on about water for a very long time Um and I have a lot to say about water, actually, but it's not really relevant to the pleasure zone. <laughs> so um, look at the things that you're grateful for. And for me, I'm so grateful I have choice. And I know some people will be like, but you don't really because this controls you and that controls you and this controls you and that controls you. Guess what? I chose to show up here. That was choice number one. Whatever I've been choosing after that, still choices. And, you know, if the government's controlling us or if the Illuminati's controlling us or if people in our lives are controlling us, you know what? If that's really the case and and we really are diminishing our choices, you got to know that the first choice you made was to show up. And after that, you chose to be on a planet where all of these if these things are in place, you chose to be on a planet where those things are in place. If those things aren't in place, then you chose to be on a planet where those things aren't in place. It's kind of irrelevant because initially you had choice and you showed up. And I know some of you are like, no, I was, I was sent here because, um, you know, it was like an angel. And okay, fine. You were sent here by the angels. Somewhere along the way, the angels gave you a choice if that's what you believe too. So whatever it really comes down to, even karma and you coming back via the whole process of karma, karma was all your actions that brought you to a certain place that would have you reincarnate. All of those were choices. So still choice. Whether you're unconscious or conscious of it is irrelevant. It's still choice. So let's look at how choice can get you out of the blame game. When you start to acknowledge all the things that you have chosen in your life, you know, let's look at relationships, for example. Most people who are in relationships and they're not being feeling very happy in them right now 
most people are playing the blame game. So-and-so has done this, and they're acting this way, and there's such a this, and there's such a that. Absolutely. Blame game, all you like. Now, let's look at reality. What have you chosen? Are you choosing to be there? Are you choosing to blame? Are you choosing to not see a different perspective? Are you choosing not to change the energy? Are you choosing not to empower yourself? Are you choosing to stay a victim? Are you choosing to victimize somebody else? Hmm. Yeah. So what if you chose different? So let's, you know, with relationships, how much can change by just choosing to see where the blame game is in your relationship. So think, you know, I've had so many relationships where the blame game has been one of the predominant energies of the relationship. And uh, something struck me today. I was looking on uh, Facebook and my one of my ex-boyfriends from back in the day, uh, he had a picture, a new picture up, so I I put a little heart on his picture, and um, I know that when I was with him, I played a blame game a lot. Like, everything he did was so wrong. And I was unconscious of it at the time, but I also, on some level, knew that that the relationship was pretty much over before it started. That I could not receive him, he could probably not receive me, um, trying to make two pieces of a puzzle fit together that were from three different packages. How two pieces came from three packages, don't know, but that's what happened. And um, and they just those pieces just weren't going together, and they just there was no way they were going to fit. But we'll blame and we'll be like, it's your fault because you did this and then you did that, and oh my god, that guy, I must have blamed him for everything including the way the sun rotated or didn't rotate or the way we rotate around the sun or don't rotate around the sun, uh, all of it. You know, he was um, he was definitely blamed for everything. And if he is listening, wow, I'm so aware of what I did and I'm so apologetic for whatever that was. And if it's still in your universe, man, that was quite a, that was an asshole, let's face it. So when you're playing the blame game, you're kind of being an asshole, kind of sort of pretty much being an asshole. You're not really like willing to look at your own shit. You're not willing to look at your own role in anything. And you're not really willing to be empowered enough to say that, you know, what what your role was or what's real or true for you and to make a choice that would work for you. It's always about the blame. Like, I remember blaming him for his car seat his so he had he had a car that had a sunroof and it was an older car at the time and the sunroof had a leak in it and it was pouring rain out and on this particular day we were like going to go party and I had this dress on and before I sat down in his car um I looked at the car seat and I could see it was a different color, sat in it anyways, and then had a hissy fit shit on him and blamed him for having a stupid car, for not telling me, for wanting me to have a wet bum. It was all his fault. Um, And I didn't like stop to think like, did I choose this? Did I actually want to go out that night? Did I want to go out with him that night? Was I creating this drama trauma to avoid 
going out with him. And yeah, I was totally a creating drama trauma to not have to go out because I didn't really want to go out. But the only way I could pull that off is if my dress got soaking wet, ruined, and uh, and I got in a big fight. And or that at least was my point of view. That was my reality at the time. Um, total master creator, and that was before I started any of my therapy in my life. So I wasn't fully aware of this stuff, although I I was aware I was being mean. I wasn't aware of like where it was coming from. So I challenge you all to look at places in your life where you've played the blame game and start to ask like what was what outcome were you looking for? What were you truly desiring to get from this? And is there another way you can can get the results you're looking for? So that's something you can think about as we head to our next commercial break. You're listening to the Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, where we've been talking about blame plus choice equals gratitude. And we're going to take the blame into the bedroom now, because I know blame occurs quite a lot in the bedroom, um, in relationships. So, and one of the things, too, um, that I was thinking about during break is how how we use blame in so many ways. And you'll notice you're using blame when you're like, you didn't do this, and you didn't do that, and you didn't give me an orgasm, and you didn't give me a this, and you, you're you not doing what I want. And um, wherever you're trying to make somebody do something that you want them to do, and they're not doing it, and 
just know that you're actually playing blame on them, putting blame on them. And if you're like, well, if I don't get what I want in a relationship, what's the point? Okay, what's the point? If for you the only point of relationship is to get what you want, then perhaps you need to find somebody who will give you what you want. If you're in a relationship where you're finding that you're like, you're not doing this and you're not doing that, I challenge you to look at what is it that you, what are your expectations of this person? Are they ever going to be able to match them? Are you blaming them just as a means or as an excuse so that you can get out of the relationship because you need you need a way out, so it's always about them? Or, you know, some other reasons you might be blaming is because maybe you're truly unconscious of what's going on in your life. That happens too sometimes. And, you know, there's there's a lot of blame that occurs when people are just really feeling like they're out of control. So everything else becomes the target for why their life is out of control. And I challenge you just to look at your life, especially in the bedroom, if you're blaming your partner for anything, uh, wherever you're feeling like they're not up to your standards, find out what are you in the relationship for anyway, you know, and what are your standards and is is this relationship something that's ever going to work for you? And I wonder about with blame too is, you know, if you were to choose this person, if you were to choose to get rid of the blame and if these things that you're blaming them for, are they game changers? Are they that significant? Are they something that's like do or die for you? Are they, you know, are they priorities? Sometimes we blame things for, on people and we blame them a lot and it creates a really funky energy. And the things you're blaming them for, like, you never clean the toilet. Is that a priority in your life that they clean your toilet? Or can you get a cleaning lady? Or, you know, so look at what you're blaming somebody for. Are these things priorities to you? Do you need to be in control of the relationship? Do you feel like the relationship is out of control? And... Um, I did have another thought, but it kind of evaded me for right now. I'll see if it jumps up again on that front. But I wanted to talk about in the bedroom, too, when people blame each other for dissatisfaction in in their relationships, their sexual intimacy area of their relationships, they tend to blame the other quite a lot for that. And I was working with a client recently, and she was talking about how her mother spent um, most of the relationship with her dad blaming him uh, for not having a satisfying sex life. And again, there's choice. You know, you could you could talk about it. You could get uh, coaching on it. By the way, I will soon be certified as a sex and intimacy coach, so you could come to me for that. Uh, you can also look at different um, aspects of, of yourself as like, what is blame creating for you? Is this your door and is this your ticket out? And it might be. And just acknowledge that. And is there a kinder, gentler way to do it? Or is this your only way to do it? Um, as you start to ask questions, you'll become more aware. And that's where blame leaves being unconscious and becomes a tool. If you need to use that blame to get out, if the situation requires that, then absolutely that's uh, that's the way to play that. It's, it's um, really something too, like in my relationship, for example, um, I think I said once to 
my husband jokingly, I was like, something about like, well, you know, if you don't want to have sex with me, that's fine. I'll just go find somebody else who actually likes me, which is kind of like a, like a, a biting, snidey kind of jerk off uh, remark, right? And uh, he was like, you can you can say whatever you like, and you can blame me for it, but your sexual satisfaction is your choice. He, and he can be such an ass because he can be so freaking right about things. And some people would say, well, what's the point of even being in a relationship if the person doesn't do what you want? And for me, the point of being in a relationship is to have more consciousness. I, I've actually chosen a partner who will put stuff like that in my face so that I do become more aware. And it's not a blame game of, of like a cycle that just keeps on going of anger. And I've been in those relationships where it's just like anger, 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 anger. Uh, in this relationship, I chose somebody who challenged me in a way that isn't exhausting. It's more like a challenge of, ah, you think I'm in charge of your happiness. No, you need to go look at that and find out what's really going on for you and why you think I would have control over that. Um, I think I did that once with him, um, maybe in the first two years. And now anytime I kind of go to uh, some, something, like if I go to even consider a blame, I can already hear his voice going, you know that this is your choice. You know, this relationship is your choice. Being with me is a choice. You're, you know, if you want to have 10 orgasms a day, that's not my responsibility. It's yours. Um, that's a choice. Don't blame me for your, you know, lack of 10 orgasms a day. Not my responsibility. And he's really amazing at the, the having me go, oh, okay, so these these are things I'm choosing to suffer from. Or I could choose to have them. And and they're actually some, most of them are so simple for me to just choose to have. But I was trained to think that your partner is the one who's supposed to, um, you know, contribute certain things to you. And my, you know, my partnership, my lovership with my husband has been uh, really eye-opening to the fact that it's so... It's, he's he is so aware that his choice to be happy is his choice. He, I've never seen him blame anybody for anything, even his um, life or his childhood. He's never been like, it's because of my childhood. Never said anything like that. He's like, no, I'm an adult now. I'm choosing something different. I could be, you know, acting uh, this way or that way and blame it on my parents. He's like, what's the point? It's He's so freaking logical about it that it's pretty amazing. And I have to say, I think that's one of the most um, sexy qualities he has about him. He's a sexy guy, but it's one of the sexiest qualities is he never blames about anything. Um, and he takes responsibility and he also is uh, very clear with never allowing me to blame him. So it's not about stopping me. It's about him not uh, buying my crap if I try to blame him for something. So if if you are looking for relationships with people um, and you're looking for more consciousness, you might be looking for people who are challenging you more and more. So the blame goes out the window and the choice comes in 
And when you think that you're in a relationship and the person has to be a certain way or act a certain way to satisfy you, you're actually not looking for consciousness. You're looking to be in control. And that's not a wrongness. It's just acknowledge what you're in. Acknowledge what you're choosing. And if you need to be in control, be honest with yourself. Don't fake yourself out. Just know you're trying to be in control. You want it your way or the highway. You want them to want you a certain way. You want them to this and you want them to that, which is all like their responsibility for how you feel. And that's all crap. You're responsible absolutely 110% for how you react, what you choose, how you feel. And while, yes, there are other people in the world that you react to, it's your choice of how you react to them. They're they're there. All of these other people in the world are there to contribute to you having more consciousness in the way that you perceive your relationships with them, your reactions to them, your interactions with them. We are surrounded on this planet by so many conscious beings, and I'm not talking about um, people, per se. I'm talking like animals that are conscious, uh, the planet, the plants, all the so much consciousness that we're surrounded by that contributes to us daily if we choose to tap into that. But we don't often. So let's start with simple, simple gratitude. Gratitude for choice. Gratitude that we can choose out of blame. Gratitude that you could choose blame if you're choosing it consciously because you've already acknowledged what all this blame is coming from. And, you know, looking at where all the blame's coming from and all the blame that, you know, might be from your wounded inner child and just give that wounded inner child a cuddle. You know, I happen to have an actual child, but before I had my actual child, I did a heck of a lot of inner child work where I would sit and cuddle and huddle like so many different ages and stages of my life that I thought were so wounded in all these places. I was blaming everybody else for my unhappiness. It was all their fault that I wasn't happy. And that's such a load of shit. And the most empowering thing you can do is to choose for you, to choose happiness for you. But you know what? It's also empowering to choose sadness for you because you're choosing for you and you're choosing consciously. It's when you're not choosing consciously and you're out to lunch and things are just occur you think are just occurring in your life, you're not aware of it, that's where the shit hits the fan. So I encourage you to stay awake, be alert, stay tuned in, stay turned on, choose being tuned in, choose being turned on, and enjoy that until we meet again next week. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in.